All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin. Today, let's、uh, do our last episode on the Huberman series. I'm probably gonna revisit it later, but let's、uh, just just use one last day, kind of flush out some ideas around sleep, and then、uh, tomorrow I'm gonna start a book for you guys. Okay, so.、Um, We talk about how to use low angles, low solar angle, right, to go outside, get some sun exposure,、uh, to tune your circadian rhythm. Yesterday, let's do a couple、uh, cleanup things, and then we're gonna hit meditation today. Okay, so we talk a lot about the good effects of light, right? What is the bad effects of light, right? So,、um, the like the worst thing that we are dealing with right now is we have access to light all the time, right? We have Artificial lights every room. We have our, you know, like portable light in our,、uh, you know, cell phone on our computer, right? We have light everywhere. So, so like the more that we are awake, the longer that we are awake, the more sensitive we are to that light. So, if we think about it, right, what are the some of the easy life hacks for? Um, our body when we are you know like let's say、uh, doing a conference call in a dark environment right what are some of the、um, kind of a, a, like a, a little tips that you can kind of trick、uh, trick yourself for not getting too much light exposure it's actually very interesting right so、uh, the anatomy of your light bulb right、um, we are actually designed to take lights from up above right we we are we are evolved to taking sunlight right that's way above us so. Our light sensor is,、uh, I mean, is actually on the bottom of your eyeballs. So what that means is we can take the light from above much better. So, in the morning when you first wake up, it's really important for you to get the light overhead to you know assimilate the light sensor in the bottom of your eyeballs. So that can be art,、um, artificial light. That's you know like most likely better to be a.、Um, Outside sun exposure, but based on the anatomy of our light sensor in our eyes, it's good to have some high flowing, right, like high glowing light in the morning. And for for the、um, regular lights, right, or for the、um, you know like different lights that doesn't trigger your you know、uh, light exposure. We can do candlelight, right? Like candlelight doesn't trigger anything.、Uh, fireplace, not gonna trigger anything.、Um, if you want to use some lighting at night, right? It's really important you keep your surrounding dark to begin with. And if you have to use light, use the light that is、uh, either lower or parallel to your eye height. For example,、uh, table light, right? Or for example.、Um, You know, uh, if you are、uh, using a computer, right, like make sure that you have like a a table and、uh, next to that is below your your、uh, eye level, so that if you have light source coming up towards your eyes, it's not gonna be that sensitive because your most of your light center is on the bottom lobe of your um uh eyeballs, right. So obviously, we want to dim the、uh, screen, and it's really important from eleven p.m. to about four a.m. There's no light there. It's really, really important, right?、Um, so we talk about how to shift our circadian rhythm, right? So it's it's really important that we see the circadian rhythm as some kind of an anchors, 
to your daily operation. Um, we we need to kind of have this type of um, anchorage to your everyday situation. And, um, you know, light exposure is really important in the uh, morning and in the afternoon, right? We talked about that yesterday. And then naps, um, you know, 20 to 30 minutes are good naps. And um, there's not really anything against it, right? Like some people take them, some people don't. It doesn't really matter. Um, but whenever people have like bad naps, right? Like they, they, they like wake up more tired than before. What that means, it's not really the nap's fault. It's really the night before you are lack of sleep and then you went into deep REM sleep for 20 minutes and then, you, and then your body failed to adjust, right? So your body is making up for the sleep deficit in a way from, from the day before. Okay, uh, let's touch on meditation and let's wrap this up, right? So um, there are actually some science behind this, right? So there's uh, this thing called uh, yoga sleep. Uh, so um, if you do maybe a body scan, right? Like you are thinking, okay, there is this energy flow to my eyes, to my face, to my neck, to my chest, to my elbows, right? And then you do a combination of breath work and script. There's actually a particular um, realm of situated things called yoga sleep. Um, it's kind of a form of the uh, meditation, right? It's bringing your body and, and your mind into realization. If you do it maybe 10 to 30 minutes before you fall asleep, that's, going to, that's actually going to be good. And there's actually a trend of yoga sleep that you don't need to sleep. You just do this um, every 10 to 10 to 30 minutes, um, every time that you feel tired. I wouldn't try it and I don't recommend you guys try it as well. But just so you know, there is this a particular uh, trend of uh, yoga sleep that like claims that you don't have to fall asleep. I'm not going to try that. That's too much risk for me. Um, so why, you know, meditation or yoga sleep is important here because it really trains your brain to alternate from alertness system to calming system. Um, a really, really um, interested for for your uh, mindset or it's really, really really interesting to like you know train your mind to shift from alert system to calming system and that is something that the meditation can do well for you right um, it's 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 really hard to control the mind with the mind right so within a lot of this type of situation we need to figure out how our body works first before we can, you know, trying to change it, right? So in a sense that you control the body, you control the mind. Okay. Um, last thing I want to touch on is really this kind of like, let's just put a bow on this, right? Non-sleep deep rest. We have uh, meditation, we have, hypo, uh, we have uh, hypnosis, and we have yoga sleep. So it's really a way to reset one's ability to be awake and then increase the awakeness when you're awake. So it's really, you know, um, letting us to, in a sense, to um, make it better or easier to fall asleep, right? So um, there are some scientific, you know, um, 
a study uh, centered around the non-sleep deep rest, right? The meditation, the yoga sleep, the uh, the uh, uh, hypnosis. It really um, have an uh, outcome to kind of like allow our dopamine to reset and then really reset our abilities or wellness or health. So those actually carries a very, very good and important role. So that's why, you know, I am always a huge advocate for meditation and um, it's something that we can also apply in the field of sleep as well. All right, guys, um, that's it. We're going to call it for today. Uh, call it for maybe for a, a week or so. And um, yesterday I started on a book. I think it's really interesting to talk about it with you guys. And then I'm going to do a couple notes today and then we're going to cover a new book starting tomorrow. All righty. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a good day.